Welcome back to another episode of Call Me Other. Today, I am joined by Eric Richards, anchor reporter mm-hmm. for WFRV in Green Bay, Wisconsin. How are you? I am fantastic, and it's great to be here. Yes. You know, this is exciting. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. excited to have you. Mm-hmm. So, Eric, you and I have a great connection because we work together. Right. What is it like working with me? <laughs> um, I, I was actually I was actually saying this the other day, and you will remember this because... Uh-oh. What what you find with what you find with Faith is that she's very much like what you're seeing now, what you're hearing now, which is bubbly, happy, smiling, you know, upbeat and all that stuff. And I I I'm just the complete opposite of that. So she's perfect for the morning show. I couldn't do it, you know. I I substituted uh, a week one time for uh, Calvin, and I was just like, I can't. Like he's just, he was also somebody who was just so upbeat and so happy. I can't do it. Parking is not for you. Uh-uh, no, not even a little bit. So, um, but uh, Faith is is fantastic, and you you really have lit lit up the newsroom. Oh, yeah, um, I like it. Figuratively, and you know, um, uh, in reality. Whenever you um, bring sweets, I'm like, why do you? I don't need sweets. <laughs> right, right, man. They're, they're asking her if she wants coffee. I, I I would imagine that would be absolutely crazy. I, I don't know why people um, do that either. Yeah, I don't drink coffee. I'm not really a coffee drinker unless it's like, you know, a really, really late night and a really early morning. Um, But uh, you've been you've been absolutely a delight. You know, you've only been here since what, January? Yeah. So, yeah, in that in that short amount of time, it feels like I've known you my entire life. I like it. So, yeah, you know, our our uh, our desks are across from each other in the newsroom. So that makes it a lot easier to to hear me, too. Yeah, to hear her. Yes. And that laugh, that laugh right there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Eric, so mm-hmm. there was a journey before you got to Green Bay. Correct. So let's talk about when you first knew you wanted to get on television. Well, you know what? It started really when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every every kid has their asp- aspirations on what they want to okay. do and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mine changed quite a bit, you know. But when I got into third grade, I was like, you know what? This is really what I want to do. Third grade. Yeah, really? third grade. And I would be I would be one of those kids who was uh-huh. watching the three hour blocks of uh-huh. news in the afternoon, uh-huh. starting at like four o'clock. And I would be watching the way the anchors would turn mm-hmm. and 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 how they would nod their head mm-hmm. and all this stuff and 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 the eloquence of of reporting the news. And mm-hmm. I took notes at a very early age. <laughs> um, so uh-huh. so I pretty much knew then that's what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. I mean, I've had other careers and stuff like that to yeah. to get to this point, mm-hmm. but. But that ultimately was mm-hmm. was um, what I wanted to do, and, and realistically, I wanted to be able to share a story, yeah. to tell a story the appropriate way, mm-hmm. and plus, it helps you know mm-hmm. to to see more of, of your people on the air, yeah. you know, yeah. and and back then in the in the 90s, which I don't know when were you born, but uh, 90s, yeah. okay, <laughs> I was born in the 80s, uh-huh. um, but I grew up in the 90s, uh-huh. and and back then, especially in Southern California, where I'm from, yeah. Um, there was a lot more African-American uh, representation on the air there. Okay. Things have kind of shifted just a little bit as far as on-air talent there. Yeah. Um, but I saw a lot of people that looked like me mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, I'll just slide mm-hmm. in there and, yeah. and do that. So so it was it was really a no question, no brainer mm-hmm. on uh, the career. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's uh I think that's great for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up watching the Oprah show. Mm-hmm. Oprah's probably the biggest 
biggest media mogul for I feel like any kid that grew up 80s, 90s, 2000s, yeah. all she influenced the whole generation. Yeah, that's why it's interesting seeing these kids now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, they, now, don't. they don't, they really have no idea. I don't understand yeah. how you could ever disrespect Oprah or Tyler Perry, but they do all the time, whatever. Right. Right. And then um, also seeing Andre Leon Talley, mm-hmm. and he's an editor for Vogue. Well, he was an editor of Vogue, mm-hmm. and just hearing his story, mm-hmm. also being a man of color, taking on one of the, I don't even want to say, uh, just, it did, uh, I don't want to call it a white industry, but it was just not a lot of people like him. Right. And then also who, who he was within his sexuality. He didn't really talk about it often, but just being the type of man he was and yeah. being raised by his grandmother. So people like that really influenced me into mm-hmm. getting a career into television and just being like, wow, uh, I could really uh, put my voice somewhere and also mm-hmm. tell stories. Yeah, I think people have, I tell my mom this all the time, some of Oprah's greatest shows wasn't even the celebrities. Like you have the Tom Cruise moment right. and the Smiths whenever she had uh, Jaden Willow and they were uh-huh. like four. Yeah. That was cute. But think about, um, I don't know if you remember, but there was a show where it was a, talking about domestic uh, violence mm-hmm. and one where she got like her face shot off mm-hmm. and the man killed her mother and mm-hmm. I think they're her child as well. Yeah. Those are the stories that spoke to me. Yeah, And I think that's what really... Uh, led me down a path for TV. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you brought it up, just seeing more of us on television. How important was that for you as you started to get into the industry? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Going back to Oprah for just one okay. second, um, you know this already, that Oprah started in news, she right? Should. You mm-hmm. know, she was on the air in Baltimore. She started, I think, in Nashville, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. and, and moved to Baltimore. And then she, you know, was kind of, she, <laughs> she, I was watching this the other day, in fact, and it's good that you bring this up, but she, um, was failing essentially. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> there and so and so she was offered she was offered an AM talk show uh-huh. as like a saving grace and that catapulted her she into her the own door. show. Yeah. <laughs> you know and she was like and, and it's funny because I've seen like old tapes of hers when mm-hmm. she was reporting and anchoring and stuff uh-huh. like that and, and she really did try to emulate Barbara Walters. Uh-huh. And you know she, there could only be one and that wasn't her. You know. <laughs> no. Um, so you saw really the evolution of Oprah when um, she first had her first na- nationally uh, syndicated show. Yeah. And even the way that she spoke, the sound of her voice, everything was different then, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. Um, but truly an inspiration, a trailblazer. Ooh. And, you know, her billions of dollars that she has right. dictates that she can do whatever she wants. Right. right. But it's nice to have people like that mm-hmm. to look up to. Mm-hmm. Even even as a man, I could look at Oprah and be like, you mm-hmm. know what? I'm inspired. Yeah. And that's a good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. It's, it's not just, you know, a male-female thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I thought, I think that to answer your question, I think that, um, it was very important to see people of color on the air and it still is today. And I don't know if it's that Mm -hmm. we're just not in the right area or, you know, it's, it's a whole lot of demographics too, when you're, when you're Mm -hmm. talking, uh, corporate TV Mm -hmm. and the fact that they, they still utilize focus groups to to make decisions about who should be on air and what their role should be and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. um <clears throat> luckily i don't think that we have to deal with that here no. um at uh, our job mm-hmm. but you never know right you know but it's 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 very important to that 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 everyone be equally represented mm-hmm. on the air i'm i mean in la in la mm-hmm. um things have shifted and you see a lot more uh, Hispanic uh, people on okay. the air there. Um, okay. You've got 
much more Asian Americans, Pacific okay. Islanders, stuff like that. Okay. The demographic has changed uh -huh. because they go by the majority of people that live there and yeah. things have changed. So, yeah, yeah, they you know, and I, I understand that. I get that. I just would like to see more, you know, mm -hmm. of our representation on there. But that does, that yeah. does matter. Yeah. And that's something I want to talk about. We mm -hmm. are reporters in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, when I took the job, the first thing I did, we have three affiliate, four affiliate stations. We work at one and there's three other, comp we call them competition, but their affiliate stations mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, with that, there are three other young ladies who are also morning reporters as well. Mm -hmm. They are all white. Mm -hmm. They are all blonde. Mm -hmm. I look nothing like them. I, at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> right. And I, they, I think they're adorable. I've mm -hmm. met all three of them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just being out there. Mm -hmm. And morning teams wise, yeah. I do not look like anybody on any other stations morning teams, not even my own. Right. right. So, I will say it was definitely something worth noting. Mm -hmm. It was something my mom let me know, like, you know, just be aware. Mm -hmm. So to my surprise, Green Bay does have a few other people, because like people are just like, it's going to be you and the Packers. That's the only black people going to be. <laughs> right, 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 right. There are a few others. Well, yes, there are, mm -hmm. you know, and. And I tell you that that I've been I've been here for just over a year. Okay. Um, I don't know if we mentioned that while the camera was rolling or while we were rolling, but mm -hmm. I've been here for just over a year. I celebrated mm -hmm. my one year anniversary uh, in March. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And I can tell you that that moving here from Southern California, I had so right. I had a a false sense of what Green Bay was. I thought Green Bay was a metropolis. I thought it had at least a couple skyscrapers. I thought that I was going to deal with things like traffic. I thought that I was just going to come into downtown Green Bay and it be like downtown Los Angeles. Mm -mm. Not the case. Mm -hmm. Not even a little bit. No. And when I crossed over the, the, the line, because I drove here from California, when I crossed that state line and I looked around, I said, wait a minute, where am I? I'm definitely not in California anymore. Mm -hmm. Um and when I got here, when I got here, um, there was a reporter. Her name is Robert Robin, mm -hmm. um, who was with our station. She was exiting as I was coming in. Okay. And um, aside from her, like, I did not see anybody of color on the air here. And I didn't see it for quite a while. Turns out there, there um, is, a, is a guy, I forget his name, I'm sorry, but he's on 26. Okay, he's a sports uh, reporter. He's a sports reporter. Okay. I have never seen him in person. And in all honesty, I don't watch 26 for news, but, you know, but they're great. They're great. They're great. But uh, for the longest time, I was just like, wow, like, I don't see any, like, I feel like I'm the only one here, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, Robin left and it was just me. It felt like, and I was like, okay, you know, yes, Rhonda Fox is on the air with us too. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but, but as far as being a black man on the air here. I didn't see, oh, you know, and, and so yes, yeah. I was looking around like, oh, you, I'm the only one right. that could be a good thing. And that could be a bad thing too, yeah. you know, yeah. a good thing because you probably get noticed more, a bad thing because you're the only one, Yeah. you know, and you see things a certain way. Right. And so, and so, you know, people ask me why Green Bay, why, why did you stop here? We have colleagues that ask me that sometimes on a daily basis, Right. you know, but, but I have a goal. I have an ultimate goal, mm -hmm. which is which is to get to the New York market, mm -hmm. where I hope to to finish out my career there. Yeah. You know, be an anchor, network, local, whatever. Just mm -hmm. I was born in New York, yeah. so that's where I want to go. That's where that's where a majority of my family is. Uh -huh. So you know, this this stop here to me was to acclimate me to things like extreme cold weather because we don't have that in SoCal. No. 
We don't have snow in snow cal- uh, snow in SoCal, really, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought that that this would be beneficial, and it has been. Yeah. In getting more skills and and mm-hmm. and getting craftier and and creative, more creative, mm-hmm. uh, here. So that that's what really brought me here. I know you've come from Texas. Yeah. Um, but how, I worked I worked in Mississippi before I got here. Okay. So Mississippi is a lot smaller, and that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize when it comes to markets. Mm-hmm. That um, television markets extend. There's over 200 television markets, mm-hmm. and America is comprised of small communities. Mm-hmm. There's only one New York. There's only one LA. And when we talk about New York, there is more than New York City and New York. So right. we're not talking about Los Angeles and New York City. Miami, Atlanta, Houston. Those are mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. That there's only like 10 really big 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 i'm talking about massive cities yeah. in america the yeah. rest of it's a lot of smaller communities mm-hmm. now you go to some regions like mississippi we're rural mm-hmm. very rural mm-hmm. regions mm-hmm. so you do have that i don't think wisconsin is as acclimated with that as mm-hmm. it is like in mississippi right. but that's a number one thing i'm just like i just wish i could carry around a dma sheet that's like demographics for people who mm-hmm. don't know yeah. to show you okay this is market 200 mm-hmm. we're actually moving on up because yeah. we're in an upper mid-sized market at that Right. That gets uh, national attention. 60 something, yeah. I think, uh, on the market scale. I mm-hmm. think it was last uh, last time I checked, mm-hmm. I think we were 67. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is not bad. No, it's not, not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, still there there are limited resources, however. Yes. Oh, yeah. And if you if you're wanting to get into this business, and I, I try to give as many people advice as I can. What is that advice? I, uh, I was gonna get to that. You're, you're trying to get into this business. You know, I I was resistant in moving for a long time. Oh, I did really? not want to move. I was like, you know, I I was just like, I'm I'm set. I want to stay here, which was LA. I want to stay here. I I want to do this, and this is it, and uh-huh. and that's it. Like, I, why should I have to move? I'm already here. Um, but well, doesn't work like that for everybody. For some people, they are lucky to to remain at least in their home state. Okay. You know, and fluctuate and move around there. <laughs> Um, but you have to be able to, you have to be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing yes. to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And when I made the the decision to accept the position here, mm-hmm. um, you know, that took me stepping out of my comfort zone, yes. going to a place I'd never been before. Mm-hmm. All I knew about Green Bay was the Packers and cheese. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I've, I've gained a whole lot of education out here too, as far as farming. You know, we have daily farm reports and and, and a whole segment on Sunday mornings that I anchor. Um, you know, it's just it's be it's it's being willing to challenge yourself and step out of your comfort zone. You have to do that, but don't compromise yourself. Yeah, don't you know and know your worth. You get that too. Because because you know, you can go somewhere and you can take a huge pay cut, but do what you love to do. Right. You know, or you could be making big bucks and then have the carpet, you know, pulled from under you. Um, so you have to be willing to to know your worth and and accept the challenge. Mm-hmm. And whatever opportunity is given you, you make sure you take a good hard look at it before mm-hmm. you either turn it down or you accept it. Right. Um, there are also going to be people out there who are going to give you some bad advice. Ooh. And you know, you got to do what's best for you Absolutely. ultimately, because mm-hmm. when you start gaining notoriety and, and attention and stuff like that, you'll have people come that want to represent you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm an agent. I'm this, I'm that, and all this other stuff. And then they'll, <laughs> some of them will give you some bad advice. You don't need, to me, mm-hmm. in my, in my opinion, you mm-hmm. don't need an agent or anything. Cause I know people until you're like at least 
20 number 25 and up because mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not what people think it is and that's mm-hmm. something people don't know right. television isn't this lucrative business right away right you have to put in uh you have to put in your time in the game mm-hmm. for you to earn your way up like yeah. people talk about reality tv going off subject mm-hmm. and it's surprised how much people make starting salary mm-hmm. i'm like yes television is not a quick payoff right you have to work your way up. So that's what my advice when people come to agents and mm-hmm. managers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you know that you are you are talking to someone in New York right now, you talk mm-hmm. to someone in Philadelphia. Philadelphia mm-hmm. is a great market. Mm-hmm. You talk to someone in Philly, maybe you could think about planting that seed. Mm-hmm. But if you know you are working your way in South Florida mm-hmm. and you're not working in Miami, I'm talking about you just <laughs> South Florida. Right. Whatever South Florida it is, right. you are in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You're not. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and and don't get me wrong, the salaries are not what they used to be either. Right. Because we had some some history making salaries in LA. We're talking millions of dollars for three years. In Houston, that's how it used to be with the but but the way things have changed now, especially with the pandemic, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. networks are are noticing that a lot more can be done with less. So having reporters report from home. Mm-hmm. took at least five jobs away Absolutely. because now the reporter is sitting in front of a camera, just like that one that's set mm-hmm. up there. Yes. And they're reporting. They've got maybe a, a mm-hmm. iPad as a, as a prompter mm-hmm. if they're anchoring and they they've realized now that we can do this. Right. We've done this for a year and that's the tragedy, mm-hmm. you know, because it does, it does affect content, mm-hmm. you know? Um, also in some stations, you'll see a lot of turnover. You know, and that's for a number of different reasons that you would have to find out for yourself, you know, and that's but the scary part. yeah, but, but it's like, we're in 2021, but you're not getting that million dollar contract no more mm-hmm. anymore. I should say you're not it's getting Robin that. Robert. Yeah. You know, uh, but Robin is network. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. It's different for network mm-hmm. because it's all really about the ratings for network. Mm-hmm. And if you have that formula, GMA has a formula sure that works for them. If you if you're like us, watch TV. Mm-hmm. You you know you can go on that formula right away. Oh yeah, you know um, CBS has their own formula too. I mean yeah, they're they're last every once in a while, mm-hmm. but they have their own formula. Everybody has their own formula that works, and that's why you see at some stations there are the same faces for decades and decades, yeah. um, which is a good thing and a bad thing because yeah. it's a good thing because it familiarizes the viewer. Mm-hmm. Like they they'll t- tune in to watch you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the minute you're gone, they're going to change the station and go somewhere else, you know? And they're also going to wonder, okay, why are there so many new faces there and all that other stuff? What's going on? People don't understand that. It's a lot of mechanics behind the scenes that that lead things to be the the way that they are on camera. But it's about knowing that that formula and getting it right. Mm -hmm. I think that works. So, um, you know, I encourage everybody to get into this business. Yes. For the right reasons. Though. Okay. You you shouldn't be getting into this business to um, be famous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about but fame. You, it's not about you at it's all. It's not about you. It's about the story. I once had a um, boss who had taken over had taken over a station that I was at. Yes. This boss had uh, sat me down in my co-anchor and had told us uh-huh. that. He wanted the show to be about us. He wanted he wanted the news entity to be about us. Really? And I'm sitting there. This guy had no experience whatsoever in news. Okay. He owned another business, and then he bought, he purchased uh, the station. I'm not going to give them any publicity and, and say what that was. But he had purchased them, 
and uh, sat us down and was like, "This is about you guys. This is about this is this is about um, you guys being the face of the of the the station." And I knew automatically that that was not going to be a good thing. Right. My co-anchor, however, uh-huh. um, took that literally, and just the whole demeanor changed. And you can't make news about you. It's no, about you the story. It's Absolutely. about it's about the it basically is just about the story in all honesty. And it should be yeah. that way. Yeah. You know, we're just the people telling the story. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm I'm happy for that opportunity, by the way. But it's just it, it was a very uncomfortable yeah. conversation because I was like, that's not how it is. Mm-hmm. And if you go into this in the, with the wrong intention, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, you probably will not succeed Mm-mm. because you you can't make it about you. Yeah. You know. So um, right. it just it, this has been a whole lot of learning. Yeah. You know, and and this is a great market. Don't get me wrong. This is an absolutely fantastic market. I'm enjoying being here. Yeah, that's what I told my mom. I yeah. Actually, I enjoy being in this mm-hmm. market. Um, I enjoy our station. You know, no station is ever perfect, but mm-hmm. it's just been um, a chance to really work and grow and just working with a team mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize that because the smaller markets you go, the less they have. So like yeah. even here having to check in with even the number of people we have, I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, sometimes. But it is a good size. But uh, right quick, I wanted to switch gears here mm-hmm. and talk about the stories we've been covering. Mm-hmm, so there have been a lot. We're in a very, very interesting period. Mm-hmm. We are covering the pandemic mm-hmm. and we are watching the Derek Chauvin trial mm-hmm. unfold. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll go in a little bit lighter first for you, which mm-hmm. isn't really that lighter. What has it been like covering the pandemic and being attacked as media members? So I will tell you this, mm-hmm. um, and this is complete honesty. Okay. I'm tired of talking about coronavirus. Say uncertainty one more time. I'm tired of talking about wash your hands, social distance, wear your mask. I'm tired of talking about it. You're in our pitch meeting sometimes at, at uh, in the morning um, at about nine thirty. All of our faces. We got another pandemic. And I just sometimes I just hold my head. I don't even look anymore. I don't even look at the board anymore because How I'm like, you know what? Clinics have you done? Oh my gosh. Uh, None, in all honesty, okay. none. Uh, but that's just the way things have have panned out. But but lately, it's been every story connected to the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I'm tired of saying the same thing over and over yeah. again. So you know, in the beginning, when we didn't know a lot about coronavirus, yeah, it was a very scary time for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah, you know, um, people were getting it all, all around, and you just didn't know. Uh, uh, I'll share a story here really quick talking about how when I interviewed somebody more recently um, about their child having the symptoms, they tested negative at first, and then I came back to work the next day, and the mother had called me and said, you know what, my child actually tested positive, so I'm letting you know, and I was like, okay, and I, I went to my boss, and and I had to go get tested. And what, you know, the whole newsroom was like, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. She was one of them. She was one one of them. You guys were ready to to carry me out and throw me out, you know, like a Flintstones uh, episode. You know, I'm just like, like, dang, I don't have it. I felt fine. I tested negative, but Mm -hmm. I still, I still had to quarantine for the 10 days. And I made use of my time, though. I'll be honest with you. I made use of my time. Okay. Once I tested negative, I was good. Okay. But, but it's like it's it's a lot of uncertainty with the with the virus. And and to this day, I feel like I'm not completely educated no. on this virus if as far as how 
you know, how it's spread, how to, cur- you know, and stuff like that, what to believe and what not to believe. Mm-hmm. We're just there to report what we know, yeah. you know, what, what information that we have. Mm-hmm. And that's sad yeah, that's because sad. I still can't find an interview or someone to break down from A to Z and then back to A again, as far as this virus. They don't know. And that's they the truth. Like even doing the vaccine research, mm-hmm. a lot of people, it comes down on us, but they don't have the answers. Right. You ask them, why is there so much limited vaccine supply? Why are mm-hmm. there enough vaccines to mm-hmm. be made? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're working on it. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people don't realize it. Like people were talking about infertility and vaccine, how it connects. Mm-hmm. And the doctor was just like, we just don't know the long-term implications. Sure and it comes off at, at us and people are just like, oh, here they go again. And mm-hmm. it's just like, we don't we don't right. have any control over that. Right. So I, I wish people realized that more. But also, um, uh, the I don't even want to call it the George Floyd video mm-hmm. changed the makeup of reporting for me mm-hmm. because I had never seen so many black reporters speak out about mm-hmm. the issue. Mm-hmm. You're told to be unbiased. Mm-hmm. So how was that for you? Did you ever see the video? I watched it. I watched the video in its entirety the night that it was being shared on social media. Okay. And uh, hopefully our conversation will talk about social media uh, in a okay. little bit. But um, <clears throat> that night it was, gosh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It might have been released maybe on a Friday or something like I that. I think it was, yeah. I think, and and that's my uh, day off. And so about eight o'clock, I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing I'm seeing this stuff coming up on my feed. This mm-hmm. was on Instagram. Spread like and wildfire. Everybody was sharing it, and then I, you know, I clicked on it and I watched the entire video from 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 that angle, which had uh, Floyd on the ground there. Uh, they were on that side of the police, uh, the police car. You saw the officer's knee on his neck. You, you heard him crying out. He can't breathe. He's crying for his mom and stuff like that. It did make me emotional. Mm-hmm. It did make me emotional. Uh-huh. And I'm somebody who does not show emotion like that. It's very difficult for you to to get me to cry and show that type of emotion. But it 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 hurt because you know, I put myself in his shoes for a second. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would be crying out for my mom, right. you know, and it talking about the trial and, and we haven't really covered it here per se from a local perspective, other than, you know, the, the unrest that we had in green Bay and, yeah. and other areas, um, you know, the marathon gas station shooting that had happened that was somehow connected to um, the uh, Floyd situation. But it's like, you know, it's hard now these days to separate yourself from situations like that. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised mm-hmm. that we had so many journalists that were weighing in on their personal opinion on right. this, because that is one of the no-nos that you're yeah, talking about. You don't give your opinion. Mm-hmm. You don't give your opinion. You don't state what political party you're with. You mm-hmm. never show that affiliation or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, and this and other situations too. There have been other high-profile mm-hmm. uh, situations. Too many to cl- too many to to mm-hmm. voice here, unfortunately. Because right. um, even the um, right quick one of the situations. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it. Yeah, the Me Too movement is something that journalists. Yeah. I also noticed that certain fem- female journalists were speaking mm-hmm. out about. So, but staying. But on but it. yeah, but but some of those female journalists had went through that mm-hmm. situation Absolutely. with their bosses with. Weinstein. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Everything. I mean, news and yeah, news and news and entertainment are kind of intertwined in certain markets. 
but yes. but it's 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 tragic to me. I feel for I feel for uh, uh, George Floyd's family. Absolutely. I feel for everybody who's been affected by this, because you don't know how to react. And you know, I I grew up in a place where you put your trust in the justice system. You know, sometimes you get justice, sometimes you, you don't. don't. Yeah. And we've seen situations where, you know, they have everything on tape on video, they've got audio, they've got unedited, they've got everything there and still can come back with a not guilty verdict. Yeah. And it's like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. How do how do you cope with this? You know, it's 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 a whole situation. Right. What I will say about that is that I have to give kudos to the reporters who are out there in Minneapolis oh, who are covering this every day and doing it with such talent and grace because you know, it's one of those things where, you know, for instance, the the O.J. Simpson trial, which was probably before your time, before you were well, born. Well, look at me. They, they, they came out with so many stories about it. What's the um the uh they had a show about that, it. Well, yeah, they have the show on FX, which sure which was did. brilliant. It, it was sure brilliant. Was. Um, I, I watched that trial. Look at me. I, right. I was here. For it. Right. You know, uh, the O.J. Simpson trial lasted an entire year. What? An entire year, and and. Over there in LA, it was gavel to gavel coverage. So meaning that it was wall to wall. So so for an entire year, there was nothing else on TV during the day except the OJ Simpson trial. And you saw the dynamics of the legal system there, whether you believe that he did it or not, and all that stuff, you know, he was acquitted Power for that. And influence and money. But yeah, and that's that's that that trial i think set the tone for things that are currently happening today yeah as far as as far as the system is concerned you know we we can only hope that justice is served yeah you know um with murder trials you know this if you are acquitted on that murder charge you cannot be charged for that again right that's called double jeopardy you can't do that but i saw they have him with manslaughter charges as well right it's Mm. it's it's a lot of different it's a lot of different things and it's just it's sad that we're we're having to deal with this right you know it's sad that his family has to deal with it and so many people that are continuously affected by it Mm. um but it's it's very hard it's hard it's hard for us to look at stuff like that and not inject your own opinion but you can't do that yes you know you can't do it i don't care who does it but but i'm not going to do it right you know and just especially Mm -hmm. seeing um brianna taylor was another situation Mm -hmm. my heart went out to all those st louis reporters Mm because st louis between st louis and minneapolis i don't know which reporters had the harder job last year yeah plus the pandemic i mean the things that we saw as reporters it was Mm -hmm. dangerous for Mm -hmm. them it really was dangerous Mm -hmm. for them as reporters Mm -hmm. so doing doing that type of coverage and also being black people as well Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like you said, it is hard to take yourself out, but how necessary do you think it is to just stay out of it or just not stay out of it necessarily, but remove opinion from it? Well, it, it, it talks, you, you talk then about being professional. Okay. Okay. And, and you always have to be professional. You always have to. So, so it's not, it's, it's not hard for me to, to not inject my opinion when I'm reporting on stuff. Like we're sitting here, we're t- we're talking about this. We're not we're not on uh, at work and all no, that stuff. Yeah. We can talk about this, but even even now, I'm hesitant on on giving my official opinion on it, just mm-hmm. because you know you want to remain neutral and separate from the situation. Mm-hmm. 
but emotions are emotions right. and you're going to feel it. But it's just, I guess, in the training, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's in, embedded in me to not give my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm from the old school, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In that way that, that you don't, you have to separate yourself from whatever it is. And if you need a minute to take to step back and breathe, mm-hmm. you know, and, and remove yourself from the situation, that's what you have to do. You know, mm-hmm. we, we have cable shows now that all their, <laughs> all the show is, is opinion. And that's okay. <laughs> but if you're going to do that, label it that way. Right. You know, back, back in the day, they used to have commentary segments mm-hmm. that some of the anchors used to do where it would say commentary over the shoulder and they would give their opinion then. That was the only time you would be able to give your opinion. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not hard for me to separate myself from mm-hmm. the situation, but always know that I'm watching, always know that in the back of my mind, it's right. there. You know what I mean? I think that's so true, especially for us as journalists and being able to cover those stories. Mm -hmm. So pivoting right quick, Mm -hmm. a huge part of the George Floyd um, situation, the Derek Chauvin trial, and make sure we label it right, Mm -hmm. um, is social media. Um, Do you feel like there is a mistrust with, I guess, Black community in media? Because like, when you look at situations, um, Oscar Grant, you think Mm -hmm. of George Floyd, Mm -hmm. all these names that we know, um, Michael Brown, mm-hmm. all these things were really captured through social media. Trayvon Martin, too. Tra- Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. So if it had not been for social media and really Black celebrities bringing attention to this, mm-hmm. do you think there is a mistrust there? Because why is the George Floyd video going viral mm-hmm. versus being some an exclusive on, I'm not sure. Right. Okay. Well, I will say that social media is a blessing and a curse. Ooh. Okay, it's a blessing and a curse. I I recall when there was no social media. Mm-hmm. I re, I recall when social media was they writing a note, yeah. writing writing a note on a piece of paper and passing it. That was social media back in the day. Facebook is fifteen, I think. Right. Maybe fifteen. Maybe, maybe I think I've yeah, just about mm-hmm. maybe maybe a little less. Just than a that. teenager. Uh yes, um and social media has changed everything. Mm-hmm. It has changed every single thing. Um, and you have to be so careful with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, it's a blessing and a curse. It's it's one of those things where it's an easy access point. Okay. If you want anything to get out, you go on social media, you make sure you share it public and watch it, watch it, you know, go wherever, wherever you want it. Yeah, mm-hmm. wherever you want it to do. I have several uh, social media pages, but I utilize them for business, obviously, mm-hmm. for my work. And I do have a private, you know, page that, that I may share a little more private stuff. But even then, I don't really, yeah. you know, but it's, it's changed the way that we do news. Mm-hmm. It's changed the requirement in news. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that people are able to really separate the fact from fiction Mm -hmm. because you can go on any social media page. And I'm talking about like, I'm talking or application. I'm talking about Twitter. I'm talking about Instagram and all the other ones, Facebook, whatever else is out there. Um, And you can see an article Mm -hmm. and think that this article is legit Mm -hmm. when it's not. Okay. And some people cannot decipher if it's true or not. And they'll take a lot of the fake information and the false information and think that it's true. And that's why we have the problems that we have, Mm -hmm. because there's no control over that. No matter how much they try and flag this and flag that, still the fake stuff comes through. 
And that's affecting legal cases. It's affecting everything. It's affecting people's jobs. Right. You know, it's it's a blessing and a curse. But you have to know to where you can get the reliable sources from. I like mm-hmm. to say that, you know, our network is, is a reliable source. The other major networks are a reliable source. But if you're looking at a blog mm-hmm. that somebody in their basement is talking about something, probably not a reliable source. Right. And I wish that there was a way for us to kind of draw that line Mm -hmm. and let people know, okay, this is reliable here. Mm -hmm. This is the BS here. Right. Pick which one you want. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, You know, there are a lot of viral moments, you know, a lot of viral moments Mm -hmm. that are shared, which can be a good thing. Funny thing. Sometimes they're they're serious and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, but it's completely changed the, the industry. Yeah. And if you're not willing to change with that change, mm-hmm. you're being put out the door. Right. You know what I mean? That's it's a requirement, so you know, at, at every station to have a social media account, to post your so your your stories to social, to do all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like the the older people are not really on board with that because no, they don't know it. You yeah. know what I mean? They just yeah. don't um I guess see the validity in the situation. Mm-hmm. Right. And um so much of so much of social media mm-hmm. is really giving a lot of um there's also social media journalists right so, right how do you feel about those that have no degree no training <sighs> i don't know sean king one? Is he sean king who follows me on uh he follows me on twitter um is that journalist work because he came out with it um it was one video that he, he ahmaud aubrey mm-hmm. that video was shared through his page mm-hmm. How do you feel about those journalists? I don't know. About, I don't know if he wants to be labeled journalist, but those people. I I respect I respect the hustle. Respect I respect it. the hustle. It is a hustle. Because because in a lot of different circumstances, mm-hmm. you don't really have an opportunity to mm-hmm. do what you want to do. That's so true. You know, or maybe maybe you think outside of the box and that, you know, that means that you're not getting that opportunity that you want. So you go ahead and create the opportunity yourself. Right. You know, so I would never knock a social media journalist. Um, they're just doing things on their own, their Mm -hmm. own terms. Right. Um, but again, it's, it's about not blurring that line, Mm -hmm. you know, um, everybody I think can, almost everybody can effectively, uh, tell a story. Um, and I think that social media journalists have that opportunity. Okay. Some of them are better than others. Yeah. Um, you know, Sean King, I, I have no problem with Sean King. I think he's 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 uh, doing the best that he can do. And 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 he has a high following. And and, um, you know, I don't I've never met him personally, so I can't I can't yeah. speak on any of that. Yeah. But I think that people understanding the difference between a social media journalist and, and a broadcast journalist, yes. uh, a newspaper report. I mean, every, every, every aspect of this job is different mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. you know, I would never knock them for their hustle. It's just that um, sometimes you, you can't put your, your personal opinion in there. It all, it all goes back yes. to, yes. to not putting your personal opinion in there. And that could be hard because, um, <clears throat> you know, left wing, right wing, I feel mm-hmm. like we're uh, close seconds for mm-hmm. 2020 and even 2019. Mm-hmm. There's so much like you're either this way or in that way. And it's just kind of like when it comes to reporting, mm-hmm. it should just be standard, just giving facts. But people can also manipulate mm-hmm. a headline mm-hmm. and blur things a certain way. Mm-hmm. 
And that can be very hard as well. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, over the last four years, um, there it seemed like there was a lot of divisiveness, right? right yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many times that that I was assigned a story, especially here mm. uh, within this market, sent somewhere to talk about something and just got <laughs> the most horrible looks and standoffish and all this stuff. There was a there was a clear divide on which political party mm. people were on and they let you know it verbally, whatever. And it makes the job that much more difficult. difficult. Because you're you're standing out there, you're getting ready to go live. Somebody will drive by and they'll they'll yell a slur or or use use inappropriate language, mm-hmm. you know, fake news. Hear that a lot, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. And it just it can be frustrating because you, as a professional, you can't say anything back. Yeah. Um, and you just got to take it for what it is, but don't accept it. But take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. There's two different things there. Um, I can't say politically that that will change in the next four years. I think that that the damage is done as far as what people think about the media and labeling us fake news and all that stuff and, and associating a, a, a network with a local affiliate. You can figure out which one I'm talking about there, which in a lot of ways are two separate entities. You know, but they don't understand that because they see the three letters and they're like, oh, all of that is fake news. All of that is what it is. And it's not, Um, you know, our our job is challenging. challenging. Our job is challenging. challenging But, you know, I think we're we're handling things and we're doing things to the best of our ability. Yeah. Um, You know, it's it's it is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it is what it is. Hopefully. You know, you kind of elevate yourself to a position where you can make some change like that. But in all honesty, and I'm a very optimistic person, I don't see things going back to the Walter Cronkite area of journalism, the Ed Bradley area era of journalism. It's not it's not going back that way, unfortunately. You kind of have to evolve, but I wish that it did. Do you think there will ever be uh, Twitter news and Instagram news? Do you think they will have reporters one day? You know... I was, I was, I, I, I'm a very much a proponent of having stuff like that. Okay. I wanted that. I wanted to create that in all honesty. I wanted there to be a Facebook news. I wanted there to be a a Twitter news, um, Instagram news. uh, uh, And this is for, this is for those social media journalists Mm -hmm. to be able to have an area that they can do what they want to do, what they love to do. And just, you know, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, they're not, you know, in 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 our our uh, form of journalism, right. um, I don't see it happening. However, I know I know Facebook was supposed to yes a were. while ago, mm-hmm. um, but it's been they like a few years. yeah, but they but I've not seen anything okay. materialize in that because I think that there there's more money in having CBS share their stuff to Facebook and have views there and the watch parties that are going away have went away already and and um facebook watch or whatever it is, whatever it's called yeah um you know i think that i think that there's probably it's probably easier for facebook to just do that mm-hmm. than to create their own news uh youtube too you know i thought youtube was gonna come out with a with their own news 
um, entity. I think that would be great. Um, they haven't done so. It's just it's one of those things where where it has to be just right in order for that to happen. Mm, you know, it has to be just it. right. I, I believe so. I don't believe it's going to happen, but I, I think somewhere uh, uh, down the line, some form of it could right. possibly happen. Because everything is so non-traditional now and everything mm-hmm. is evolving. People mm-hmm. are not watching the news at 5, 6, and 10 anymore. They're not even watching from 5 to 7 a.m. anymore mm-hmm. because you could get your news. If you take a restroom break at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. you might see the Ahmaud Arbery video. Mm-hmm. You might see uh, the Grammys recap. Mm-hmm. You're going to see... Uh, Lizzo performing. You're going to see <laughs> all of these cultural moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, BET Awards recap. You can just catch that online. Yeah. So that's why I'm just like I'm wondering where the transition is going to come in. Somebody, I'm, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Uh, somebody was commenting to me the other day. They were like, you know what? I think TV is going to go away in like 50 years, and it will just be all streaming stuff. Over the air won't yeah. even happen anymore. Mm-hmm. I said. Maybe, maybe not. I think TV will always be there, in all honesty. It'll just be a different form, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot a lot of the networks need to get with the program and get with the streaming, mm-hmm. you know? And, and also understand that there are a lot of people that don't want to pay for cable anymore, don't mm-hmm. want to pay for satellite. Mm-hmm. So they're doing the smart TV and they're doing the streaming for the $10 um, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. What? You know what I mean? So I think that that, that, that is going to be the, the evolution Mm-hmm. of broadcast but i don't see tv going completely okay. away i just don't i don't see that happening mm-hmm. i could be wrong and in 50 years we could talk about it <laughs> um but but it with this business you have to evolve you have to you have to mm-hmm. to to go with the times and stuff like that yeah. but i do hope i do hope that that they create their own entities mm-hmm. And then tap into mm-hmm. tap into those opportunities for those social media journalists that are out there I like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important, especially as we continue to evolve as mm-hmm. an industry. So for you, Eric Richards, mm-hmm. where I know you want to go back to New York, mm-hmm. but for you, what is the what are some, I guess, goals? We'll wrap up like that. What are some goals? Where where is the Eric Richards going to be in two years? You know what? We we all have our favorite station, our favorite yes. network <laughs> and stuff like that. And and for the longest time, I was like, I'm only going to work for this network. I'm not going to look at anybody else. It's going to be lifelong and all that stuff. And then I end up at CBS. So, you know, I don't want to. I have my goals, yes, of where I want to go and where I want to end up in my favorite stations out there in New York. Yeah. I'm not going to name them, uh-huh. but they know who they are because they know <laughs> who I am. Right. Um, you know, and we converse daily, yeah. um, you know, but I, I, I hope to see myself and I, I not just hope I will see myself um, at the desk in New York again either local or um, at the the uh, network level mm-hmm. which is two different things as as you may or may not know affiliates and network right not the same thing right two not different the same things. pay grade sometimes sometimes uh, though when you're when you're working at an O and O that's an owned and operated mm-hmm. uh, which means that let's say CBS Network owns WFRB that's not the case here mm-hmm. but you know they're directly owned by CBS yep. so you get a little portion of that direct CBS. Mm-hmm. money and promotion and all that other stuff yeah abc um, owns ktrk in houston so they right. actually own them right so you know you, you tend to to, disney. to They're all disney. right <laughs> right which means that you have a little more resources mm-hmm. um 
but I just, I, um, my goal is to get to an O&O. My goal is to be on the desk okay. because I don't see myself being in the field for the rest of my career. Okay. You know, um, you did mornings where you were at, mm-hmm. um, at the desk. So, you know, um, the desk is nice. I like the desk. I like you Sunday did. mornings. I, you know, it's, it's nice to fill in and, and do all that good stuff. And, and, um, I just look forward to doing that there. Um, I haven't ruled out a talk show. Okay. Cause I like to talk as you can see, yeah. <laughs> I like to talk. Um, I also, when they had canceled, when they had first canceled America's most wanted for like every day, I was like, let's bring that show back. I want to host it. I want to be a, a correspondent out there. I want to do something. We need that show Yeah, it was good. because Saturday nights, nine o'clock, if you weren't going anywhere, you were at home. You first were watching Cops, and then after Cops, you were watching America's Most Wanted. I'm glad to see that sh- that show has come back. Uh-huh. Um, you know, maybe doing a show like that mm-hmm. um, is in the cards for me. I hope so, mm-hmm. um, because you know, catching the bad guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I like crime reports. Mm-hmm. I like I like the the heavier news. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't necessarily like a lot of the fluff stuff, but when you when you have hard news, mm-hmm. that's what I like. I like crime reports. I, I used to be a crime reporter. So, you know, that's what really interests right. me. So, you know, I, I, I've learned not to rule anything out mm-hmm. and you go where God leads you. I like that. So, so I, I, I pray that he leads me, you know, <laughs> to America's <laughs> Most Wanted or, or, yeah. or a desk out that way. Dateline would be mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. I love Dateline because I always say like the desk is great, mm-hmm. but it's something about like being able to do shows Dateline. Like you're on where you're able to get out in the field, but you also have that pullback of I. I'm guessing he records at a studio or goes on location to a studio. Which one are you talking about? Uh, date Dateline is with Lester Holt holds. Uh, Lester Holt. Yes. Uh, hosts that. D- Dateline. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think very I think very rare that he actually goes out and does stories, but he's the host. Mm-hmm. Forgive me, I haven't watched that show in a while. Love it. Uh, but um, you know, there there are uh, there are opportunities where you can, you know, host mm-hmm. and also actually go out into the field mm-hmm. and stuff like that, yeah. just depending on the, the story, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Um, and never limit yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, never limit yourself. Mm-hmm. So so I think the future is bright. Yeah. Um, you know, however long I will be here in Green Bay, you know, I, <laughs> I, I am enjoying my time. Yes. I like, uh, doing local five Sunday morning, mm-hmm. um, which is on every Sunday at 6 a.m. Yes, Got to right. throw that in there, um, on channel five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like, I also like being out in the community and, and exploring too. There's yeah. so much to learn here. There's so many beautiful places to go. I like going to Sturgeon Bay a lot. A lot of you have seen me out there <laughs> almost every weekend. I'm out there. Um, you know, it's, it's this, this place has a lot to offer it does. and you got to take advantage of that, yeah. you know, so don't be cooped up in the house. I, for a long time because of this pandemic was cooped up in the house, working home. That's it. Maybe to the grocery store. And I was like, I can't take it anymore. I got to go somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm glad that things are opening up now and things are starting to somewhat get back to normal. Mm-hmm. But you 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 take every opportunity and instance and you turn if even if it's a negative, you turn it into a positive And I think I like you'll be it. OK. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. us today. Remember to subscribe to the podcast at Call Me mm-hmm. Other. Eric Richards is also on social media, on Twitter, mm-hmm. on Facebook. So you want to follow him? Right. Richards News CB, or actually Eric Richards TV on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's the new one now that I'm trying to get uh, verified. And then okay. um, at Eric Richards on Twitter. Yes. And uh, Facebook Richards News on there. Yes, so be sure to check him out. Great journalist. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he'll be back for a next, we'll do something else for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, As things progress. But thank you for joining me. Lots to soak in there for you new journalists out there. I know many Mm -hmm. are aspiring. Be sure to subscribe. And we will see you all next week. Peace and blessings. Awesome. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Eric. So good. I know it was easy. So all right, good. guys, that is this week's I episode. Love conversations Thank you all like so this. much for tuning in this week. Be sure to tune in every week to check out all of our new episodes. We are available on all platforms: Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean. And I want to give a special shout out to J Visuals for the graphics. So be sure to stay tuned for more exciting things to come. Have a good week. Be blessed and in abundance.